Welcome back to my first concert. And on today's episode, lifelong friends, Nick Francis and Adam Carter. I was about to do the guitar solo on sundown. It got all quiet and I yelled out, <laughs> let it ride, Terry. And everybody got a kick out of that. They have been to a lot of concerts, know each other quite well. And although they are successful, responsible adults now with great jobs and great careers, there was a time before that when they were attending concerts and we'll see what kind of shenanigans may have happened back then. Both proud South St. Paul graduates. Nick is a police chief here in the Metro and Adam is on the radio WCCO. And so we're going to chat with them in just a second, talk about their first concert. I do want to mention as well, you can uh, follow us and subscribe. You can go to Apple, you can go to Spotify, you can go to talknorth.com, all those places, and make sure you get it every week. Also, I want to mention the folks making this all possible. Aquarius, uh, recently getting a nice honor. I'll tell you about that in a minute. I also propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone, and our bank here at Talk North, which is Star Bank here in Minnesota, on my first concert. Fellas, thanks for coming on. Nick, good to see you. Thank you. Great to be on. Yeah, Adam, great to see you. Happy to be here. Good to see you again. South St. Paul Packers. That's right. Growing up together. Yes. Class, Class of 95. That's in 93, so I was a couple years older. And, of course, you know Nick's brother, Jimmy, Mayor Jimmy. I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> heard of him. Actually, I've been to plenty of concerts with plenty of different Francis's, so we'll get into all that. There's some, Plenty yeah, of different brothers. Good, good stories, a lot of connections. Yes. It's, a big, it's a big family. So, Nick, let me start with you. First yes. concert, what was it? Uh, my first concert was at the Minnesota State Fair, and it was Garth Brooks. Hmm. And it was uh, late 90s, uh, I'm sorry, early 90s, and I still am convinced that the people behind us at some point requested obstructed view um, refund because <laughs> the five-gallon pails that me and my buddies were all wearing at the time at this concert, I'm sure, obstructed a few, uh, a few people's views. But the interesting And how thing, tall are you? I'm 6'3". So that, you know, had a few inches on top of that with a hat, and <laughs> people were kind of... <laughs> rubbernecking to get Ten around. What happened at that concert um, was at some point the power went out on stage. They blew something, the power went out, and it went out for probably 10 minutes. And the, the crowd was there. We weren't really getting really restless or anything, but there was music um, kind of, they, they put on some kind of segue music, but the, the band was not playing anymore. And um, and after about 10 minutes, they figured it out. Lights came back on, everybody yelled and screamed. And Gar said, you know, I'm going to make it up for you. I'm going to go longer and longer. The, the latest, sh- the latest co- show that, that, you know, they've ever had at the state fair. And uh, he went late. He went super late that night. And so we got a little, a little delay, but then a, an extra long uh, show for my first concert. Mm, and he was good. Yeah, he was great. Yep. And at, at that time growing up, Adam probably had the same experience. A lot of country music going through, uh, People's cars in South St. Paul. Just a lot of a lot of people listen to country music at the time, so it was it was a hit. Adam, well, before that, yeah, he was right on that. The resurgence of country music in the early '90s, and I was into country and also into classic rock, kind of different musical tastes. Yeah. But and speaking of the first concert, though, um, you know, for as much as I liked music, I never went to a, co- a concert, a musical concert, until I was in college. Mm-hmm. So my first concert was in 1994. Uh, it was Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Oh, jeez! At the Target Center. <laughs> what a way to start! No quarter tour, and I think in '94, it might have been '95. I can't remember exactly, but so I was in college, and I did what a lot of college kids do, and I'll just leave it at that, uh, with a, some good friends of mine, <laughs> and it was an amazing show. 
first of all, if that's that was my first concert experience, and you know this, concert experiences, musical experiences are like religious experiences, right? It's a group of people enjoying the same music, and here you got this these legendary rock stars uh, on stage and just watching Robert Plant oh. and just watching him and just thinking, my gosh, like that is a rock and roll star right there. And just the, he had the whole crowd on every note and it was a little different they had this backup band and it was they had dabbled i think it was moroccan music so it was kind of a world sound Mm. it wasn't your classic rock and roll led zeppelin although they did a lot of led zeppelin tunes but there was just a different twist on them uh with this kind of moroccan sound but it was amazing it was an amazing show and talk about that for your first experience into a big time rock and roll concert. When you were going to the show, did you know uh, what you were getting into? I mean, were you were you a Led Zeppelin fan? Of course, very familiar with Led Zeppelin. Loved Led Zeppelin in high school and in college. And um, you know, you kind of wish you could go back into that mindset back then. It's like, okay, did you really prepare yourself properly to <laughs> yeah. see what you're going to see? Let's just say, I was <laughs> do doing I little... deserve to see these guys? Right. Yeah, and I was doing a little prep uh, for the show. Sure, That's what I'll say. But uh, and uh, you know, there was prep going on during the concert, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I will never forget that too. There was a group of people in front of me. Nick was talking about the people behind him. I remember the people in front of me, and they were sitting down, and they were, I don't know what nationality these folks were, but they were sitting through the whole concert and looking very seriously like they weren't enjoying it but they were mm. it was almost like i said like they were they were on a different connection with i don't know if they knew some people like who were associated with the group but it was just it was it kind of added to the mystery of it and mm. you know led zeppelin and the, the kind of the mystery of their music but yeah it was uh it was cool it was cool okay i can't imagine seeing that i just remember as a kid growing up out on the plains and the winds would whip up and the Cold. I mean, it was 10, 20, 30 below windchill easily. In fact, one night uh, it was 110 below windchill. So it got cold in the winter. And that's where I first heard Led Zeppelin sing the immigrant song. We're freezing our whatever's off. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, from the land of the ice. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, right. they must be from I here. Mean, right. What about us? Yeah. <laughs> where did Robert Plant grow up? <laughs> yeah. Right where the aliens yeah. guys must be from Hatton. Yeah. But, uh, I can't imagine seeing those two guys. That's What's cool. interesting, Bill Shear was on. Bill is uh, uh, a blind musician, played with Johnny Home for years, and plays with the fabulous Armadillos. Super talented. He did a whole lot of love one night that I saw him do a whole lot of love, and I, I really think Robert Plant would have sat there and gave him a standing ovation. I've yeah. never seen anybody cover it like he covered it. Uh, but what he told me, and I didn't know, and he's such a music knucklehead like the rest of us, Jimmy Page played... In Mentor, Minnesota, at one point, at the Maple Lake Pavilion. <laughs> Jimmy who? Page. Was, Yard, was he in the Yardbirds? Yardbirds. Okay. Yardbirds were up there. And, you know, Jimmy Page was, you know, with the Yardbirds. Yeah. <laughs> Starting out. <laughs> can wow. you imagine? You could have been at the concert, and you had, like, no clue that yeah. there's this, you know, legendary figure as yeah. well. Uh, we're with Nick and Adam. We're going to talk some more here in just a minute. I do want to talk about something that's... Top of mind for all of us right now, very important, and that's reducing carbon emissions. I think we've all heard enough about that, right? And we're thinking, well, how do I do anything about it? Here's a great idea, propane. It's an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet meet the energy needs that we have today. Here's the thing about propane. You may not have known this. It's clean. It's non-toxic. It's an energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions, and it does it right now. 
In fact, and this is fascinating, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Now, keep that in mind because great electricity in Minnesota, which we all know about, and that includes wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. So there you go. Using propane, much cleaner than electricity. And there's an abundance of it. And the growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come, which is important to all of us. So here's the deal. As you rely on propane, some of you that are listening, you heat homes with it, businesses, you fuel your vehicles on road and off, much more. It does make propane the right energy right now. But what I would say is if we've piqued your curiosity on this, I'd find out more about what propane can do for you by simply going to, and the environment, propane.com and learn more. Fascinating. This is my first concert. I've got Adam Carter, Nick Francis, longtime friends of mine. They've been buddies forever growing up in South St. Paul with a family. And uh, Nick, as, as Adam said, you've got a lot of family, don't you? Yes, 10 older brothers and sisters. So part of my um, appreciation for music growing up was the fact that I never really got to touch the radio dial. So if you think you're the youngest kid, <laughs> there's a lot of seniority to work through before you touch the radio dial. So my genres go from, you know, 60s music all the way up to, to uh, very recent stuff. So I remember when I started um, in law enforcement in my department, I'd go into the, the dispatch center and they'd have some old station playing and I would belt out the tune right there, the name and the artist of, you know, Steeler's Wheel, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the old timers look and go, Man, you're an old soul. What's up with this music? I said, yeah. I just got a lot of older brothers and sisters, and I never got to listen to what I wanted to listen to. No. I, I listened to what everybody listened to. Yeah, and it paid off, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, just a deep appreciation for all, all kinds of music, all levels of music. I think you cracked the case on why everyone says the exact same thing to me. I'm the baby of the family. Not exactly 10 siblings to get through, but very strong-willed parents and a sister. And they completely molded my tastes yep. according to that because I just didn't listen to what I wanted to for my entire growing up. But right. I really am so appreciative of it because it just it's like a kind of almost like a talking point and a thing to bond over with people. And I just love that about music. It really is. People ask all the time where my love of music came from. And it's like my family. Yep. Absolutely. Just moving out. And, and when I went away to college and I was able to kind of explore what I wanted to kind of listen to. And stay connected at the same time. Yep. Yep. Fortunately, some of my older brothers um, had left and moved out. And if you remember back in the the early 90s, there was that CD subscription. So you could, you know, oh, yeah. $10 a month or whatever it was, you know, they'd send you these CDs with all sorts Columbia of Columbia House. That's right. And One yeah, penny and you get like 15 <laughs> yeah. cassettes. Oh, yeah. And so we never canceled them. JJ moved out of the house and for two years, I got all his music and it kept coming in and coming in. And finally, he looks at his credit card and goes, why am I still getting these? They're, they're not making their way to me, but I had a good collection by the time I went off to college. So that was oh, helpful. That was in the back of every magazine. Yeah, a penny for... Or That's right. says, unfortunately, what I remember when it was for albums uh, back in the day. Yeah, you, and you jump on it because the first offer was a good one, and then maybe cancel it right away. Yeah, and yep. you'd have all of these. These and in, in, in radio, in the early days of radio, we could buy as disc jockeys, we could buy the albums for. I I can't I hesitate to say if it was less than a buck or something, uh, but because you were spinning the records, you could get you know a ton of them for. So you know you take a chance on groups you never heard of, or yep, if you were. Because it was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah I, I just listen to stuff that you're not, hey, I'm not paying for it. What the yeah. heck? That's so I'll, I'll listen <laughs> right. to it. That's right. He's out of the house. He's not going to beat me up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, memorable concerts. Adam, let's go back to some for you. You're a big fish guy. Yes. Uh, didn't get to him until later in life. So I went to college 
and uh, got into the uh, Grateful Dead, actually. And did you so, turn into a what? Could I could I have called you a deadhead? Uh, not like no. a full fledged deadhead. You know, I mean, I still uh, you know, I wasn't like the full hippie, but I had a lot of hippie friends. My cousin was. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of friends who s- saw them many times. I remember the first time because I I'd heard of the Grateful Dead, but it wasn't until in a buddy's dorm room, he put in a VHS tape of the Grateful Dead. And this was like in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching these guys. I'm like, you have in your mind what you think the Grateful Dead is going to look like. And it's like, these guys look like a bunch of accountants. <laughs> and I mean, they're old men. It's yeah. like, what am I watching here? But then it, something hit me. And I, yeah. so the jam band genre for me started with that. I know it's people either love or hate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it started. And saw the last Grateful Dead show with two of his brothers and I was while he was talking about his older family, I counted how many Francis brothers have I seen uh, concerts with, and I think I'm up to five. <laughs> so um, I saw with Jimmy and JJ, we drove uh, all night to get to Chicago. It was the dead at Soldier Field in 1995, I believe July 9th. And we saw the show. We were way old school. This is before they revamped Soldier Field. So it was the old school Soldier Field. We got there. We saw the parking lot scene, which is Unless you've been there, you have no way to describe uh, mm-hmm. the parking lot scene outside of a Grateful Dead show. We get into the concert, and we're kind of up on the side, and it was talk about an experience. That was a experience. Again, that was at the end. In fact, that turned out to be the last ever Grateful Dead show. Jerry Garcia died about a month later. Wow. And it was not a good show. It was not. This, mm-hmm. Jerry was struggling with some demons by then. Uh, but just the experience of it. It was so much for JJ as a brother that he fell asleep during the second set. Uh, he didn't pregame quite as much. Didn't pregame quite as hard. Yeah, didn't keep up with it. Uh, so that was an experience. But that kind of. But a lot of my friends in college were into fish, and fish at the mid '90s were just coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd been around for a while, but they were just kind of starting to make the bigger, uh, bigger places to play. And I never got it at the time. I thought it was really weird and strange, and their lyrics didn't make any sense to me. And it wasn't until just about not even 10 years ago, probably. I just, I don't know. And I can't even remember why I started listening to him. But I thought, suddenly something clicked for me. I'm like, this is really good. And I still think the lyrics are bizarre. I don't get it. <laughs> the musicianship is just uh, exceptional. And it's, I've seen them now six times, I think. And it's worth totally. it every time to see him live? Yes. There have been, a, you know, one concert was like, eh, it's okay. But like, yeah, there's magic. You know, it's like, to me... I like them because they've got such a huge catalog of music that, you know, if you are going to see the Foo Fighters or some other great band, you know what you're going to get. They're mm-hmm. going to play their set list pretty much the same from night to night, which is great. But Fish, you have no idea. Mm. And if you catch a song, you might not see it again uh, for, for weeks. So that's kind of the fun of it. It's like it's almost like going to a sporting event. You don't know what you're going to see. And sometimes they nail it, and it's like, wow, that was exceptional. Sometimes, you know, they... Screw it up just like everybody else, but that's kind of the fun of it. I can remember the first time I heard the Grateful Dead. Truckin' was the first song I've heard, and it was on a on a compilation piece called Superstars of the 70s. Yeah. And it was playing in a record store. And I'm going, who is that? Yeah. And otherwise, I wouldn't know. But we had Susie Jones on here, a previous show, where she was dating this guy, and she was telling us she went, and he was a deadhead. Yeah. And she knew nothing of the Grateful Dead, so when finally that in Wisconsin... In Baraboo or wherever it was, they go, the Grateful Dead finally comes out, and she doesn't recognize it and says to her boyfriend, who she's trying to impress, who's the old guy up there? And <laughs> 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 and course, that pretty much ended their relationship. 
Nick, how about you? Um, I really prefer small venues. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like small venues and outdoors. Yep. Um, outdoor. Um, one of my most memorable kind of small venue outdoor was um, Jack Johnson and G Love and the Special Sauce were playing over just into Wisconsin into Somerset. And um, it was on a, they have a, it was part of a weekend long, you know, um, festival over there, whether it was Rock Fest or Rock Gym, whatever they called it at the time. But um, my brother in law and I had, um, we really liked Jack Johnson. We wanted to get tickets. And so we didn't do the whole camping and all that other stuff. We just got tickets to run over there. You had to buy them for the whole weekend, but we were just going for one show. Uh, and on Sunday afternoon, it was kind of late summer. Um, it's there's storms coming and it's pouring, it's raining mm. and it was pretty bad. And so we're thinking it's about three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And we're like, do we, do we go? Do we not go? You know? So we just said, let's go to Stillwater and let's kind of wait there and just kind of see what happens with the weather. And then if, if it clears up, we're close enough. And it was kind of before you, you know, there was apps where you could check and, you know, get updates whether this was going on or mm-hmm. not, but start clearing out. And we're like, all right, let's go give it a try. You know? So we, we make our way up there to the campgrounds and, and they're, they're waving cars in um, and we go in there and, and at the time, Jack Johnson was pretty big. I mean, he was, yeah. he wasn't really selling out, you know, thirty forty thousand dollar or thirty forty thousand fan stadiums, but he was, you know, he was pretty big. There, you know, he, 20, 30,000 people at a time come and see him. Um, and there was nobody there because the weather, all the campers had, all their stuff was washed away. All they were soaking wet and they got out of there at Sunday night. Uh, and I think a lot of people that, that were planning to go just didn't just assumed it was going to, the show wasn't going to go. And we went and, um, I mean, we were standing up media away from the front of stage. There was no kind of blocked off front area, back area. It was all general admission. Mm-hmm. And the storms kind of had continued to kind of roll through a little bit. We've got a little bit of rain and just an awesome light show in the background. I mean, lightning show in the background. And they, yeah. they'd check and they'd see, oh, no, we're, we're going to keep playing. And they played till about 11 o'clock that night because they had to start a little bit late. Uh, but to see him and then G-Love is, is someone else that I really um, like. And to see them up close in a tiny venue with kind of uh, the unique experience of a little bit of rain, a little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning was pretty awesome. And I think they, they rolled out a show that was comparable to anything they would have done anywhere else, but it was for, you know, probably just a few hundred people. And they wow. were just as happy to have us as they would have to have a, you know, a full stadium. So that was, that was a great one. And we ended up, you know, having to weave our way around a few stuck Dotsons in the parking, the, the grass parking lot of the <laughs> campground, you know, trying to get yeah. out of there. That was yeah. the harder part, but that was, um, that was a great one. And I think those, those small venues, I just, I just really like those small, more intimate. Yeah, intimate is, is, yeah, they seem to pour out their hearts on those deals. Adam, when we come back, John Denver. Got to ask you about that here. On my first concert, Dave Lee here. Got Nick Francis, Adam Carter. Brianna's is here with us this morning as well. And this afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to it. I guess we'll pretty much cover whatever time of day you can listen. Our bank here at Talk North is Star Bank. There's a reason for it. Everybody likes them. Dependable, friend to have. I mean, they have real people that answer the phone. I mean, somebody will answer the phone live when you call. And it's you don't have to pop in numbers and press 5 to do this, press 6 to do that. At Star Bank, they make it easy. And they make local lending decisions, too, which is important. Uh, they've done so much here in Minnesota through the years. They're part of uh, 10 locations in Minnesota and here in the metro as well. So whether it be the ag-related business that you're involved in, or maybe it's something right here in the Twin City metro area that you're uh, working on, they reinvest in the communities. They serve them very well, and it doesn't matter if it's a big city like it is here or if it's a small town in rural Minnesota. 
They uh, make decisions quick. They've got a lot of moving parts. They understand that in their business, but especially in yours. And so they're concerned about their focus on you. Starbank.net is their website. I would go to it. They have the technology you need. So if you want to do the app thing, all uh, that's all there, obviously. But you can always call and visit with them. And if you do, you're, they're going to get to know you, and you're going to get to know them, which is kind of a cool thing, I think, kind of a throwback. And it shouldn't be. But it is at starbank.net. So they're on top of technology today, and yet they uh, are consistent about getting to know the people that use them at Starbank. Very good. And good enough, certainly, for Talk North to use them as our bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dave Lee here with Adam Carter and Nick Francis, South St. Paul grads, longtime friends, successful in their fields. Uh, Adam is a radio announcer and at uh, WCCO Radio, where we get to know each other pretty well. Nick Francis, of course, is a police chief here in the local community. And we're talking about uh, their days of attending a lot of concerts. But I have to ask you, you saw Jerry Garcia shortly before he passed. Yeah. And unfortunately, the same kind of thing with John Denver, right? Yeah, my dad. So talking about the family getting you into music, too. That's a lot of my attraction to music. Also, I'm an absolutely old soul like Nick about liking older music. And my dad's a big reason why. And that is uh, John Denver's one of them. Because growing up, either driving anywhere, we'd listen to uh, John Denver, uh, Bob Seger, John Prine, uh, lots of different uh, um, kinds of music with my dad. But he took my sister and I to see John Denver. It was a Christmas concert. I can't remember what theater. It was either at the State or the Orpheum. And so the first set was all Christmas songs, and then he came out and did, like, his hits. And I, that must have been in, like, 96, I think. I can't remember the year. But, yeah, John Denver, shortly after that, he died, too. So I was a... Uh, so you're a band from the next concert you want to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So you mentioned like I don't want to <laughs> if I like cool. this if I if I like this artist too much I don't want to see him. Uh, funny that well here's yeah. another example. And they didn't want you to right. see him. And yeah. Another example of that just recently, and it kind of brings everything back full circle. What I was just talking about with my dad. So my dad saw John Prine's first concert he performed in the Twin Cities at really? the Guthrie Theater. I want to say it was in '72 or '73. Hmm. I saw John Prine's last concert. At the Northrop, I was. But my dad was supposed to be with us. It was um, my wife and I went. He was going to come with us. He couldn't make it, so it was just the two of us. We were in the very top row of the Northrop. Oh, so we could just barely see the stage. Yeah, but what a concert! And John Prine was just amazing, and an amazing songwriter. And just to have that experience to see him uh, was something else. But yeah, that's. Not a good run. And that was <laughs> that was a loyal fan base, John Prine, isn't it? Absolutely. And they actually the guy who opened for him, Todd Snyder, is another singer. Oh, Todd Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, the the um what's my favorite Todd? Well he's got the he's got the beer run song, but he's also he had a one hit. Yeah. Like, um it, it was when he was looking at Madonna's new book. Yes. Um I'm not a uh, regular guy. Regular yeah. I it's gonna come to me. Yeah, yes. it's a great song. Yes. It's a great song, but he is another one who just tells stories, and it's yeah. it's almost comedy and music. And yeah. just to see him was so good, and uh, that's a concert I'll never forget. And the singer songwriters, I've really gravitated towards that kind of music lately. And I just had the fortune on Saturday night to go see Jason Isbell in the Four Hundred Unit at First and? Avenue. And oh, it's fantastic! That's the third time I've seen Jason Isbell. He is. If you don't, uh, or if you're not aware of Jason Isbell, you talk about a singer songwriter. It's 
really, really good stuff. I think I'm an all right guy. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. Great song yep. from Cy Snyder. Yeah, yeah, he had this huge hit, and all his <laughs> other stuff is very obscure. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. I, yes. I think all right guy was on one of the city samplers when that uh when Oh, that really? I think so. Oh, the, yep. yeah, the acoustic thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was, it goes back, because yeah, I remember one of the lines about looking at Madonna's yeah. new book. Yeah. <laughs> His girlfriend didn't appreciate yes. it or something like that. Very fun. Uh, so, Nick, let's go back to some of these that you've been to uh, as well when we're talking about um, the the small, intimate. Well, no, let me ask you about karaoke. Karaoke, karaoke, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so. Um, you got I, a signature song? I've listened to, to, to plenty of your podcasts here, and, and I have not heard. I've heard a lot of very talented musicians, but I've yeah. heard nobody that has very little musical talent who impresses <laughs> upon others that, you know, they should listen to them. So um, Adam and I both, we've done karaoke together uh, through different times, but um, I, I have been known to do karaoke. The first time I did karaoke was on a cruise. Um, it was, I was just out of um, high school, maybe just out of college, went on a cruise and I'm like, I'll try this. And I did um, something by, it was James Brown. Uh, I feel good by James Brown. Oh my. It was my first karaoke song. And I'm, kicking and dancing. I might've blown my back out somewhere in there. And so, but I had fun doing karaoke and, and, um, and so I, I had done it more and, and kind of worked on the craft over a number of years and got a few signature songs. And, and one of which is the craft Neil Diamond, <laughs> sweet Caroline. And so I was, we were downtown Minneapolis mm-hmm. for a Neil Diamond concert. Uh, and of course, anyone that, that likes Neil Diamond dresses up as Neil Diamond for the Neil Diamond concert. So I've got a shirt on, a Neil Diamond shirt. I've got the wig on. Is it unbuttoned down to the navel in? Or? No, it, it just Not like his, Gino Vanelli. It was a little more buttoned up. <laughs> yeah. It had yeah. his, uh, his, his picture on it. And I've got the, um, the, the wig and I've got the red, white, and blue headband on. And so I go into afterwards where we kind of spread out from, from the target center and we're going to go have a couple and just kind of let the crowd disperse before we head back. And we had done, I think usually took light rail at the time down downtown. And so I went into Glicks. Um, and at the sure. time they were doing live band karaoke that night, uh, whatever night, I think it was a Thursday night that did live band karaoke. So I walk in there and the, <laughs> the guy, you know, the poor guy sitting there, the place is just packed and the guy's standing there, you know, taking requests or whatever. I walk up and he kind of looks at me, like rolls his eyes, like, okay, what's the heck does this clown want to do here for us? You know? And I said, you're going to want me to sing sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, the concert mm-hmm. just let out. Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, there's about 17 people in front of you, buddy. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, we'll see if we can you fit get you get all in. the hits then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I go back, and we hang out for a while, and about, about an hour later or something like that, they say, okay, yeah, we got Nick wants to come up, and he's going to do Sweet Caroline, blah, 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 and get up there. And what, what he didn't know is that half the bar was full of Neil Diamond fans. You know, we would all come in and sure. he wasn't sure who was playing across the street. They're just doing their live band thing. Um, so I, I get up there and just knock it out of the park. <laughs> just with the live band, yeah. leg kicks, yes. you know, high knees, and the crowd goes wild, you know. So I, I'm all-time high, <laughs> you know, walk off stage, whatever, and, and had a great time. We finished the night and, and went, went our own separate ways. And I went back there. It was probably, had to be five or six months later. I go back in there. We were down there for some other reason, whatever. And they were doing live band karaoke again. The place is pretty busy. Um, and and I walk up and I didn't notice if this guy or whatever, but I, I start walking up um, to the to the stage and he kind of gives me the the finger up in the air like, you know, 
just give me a minute here. You know, I'm busy again. Um, and so I'm like, all right, well, they must have a, a bigger lineup tonight or something. And so I go get a beer or whatever. And I kid you not, that song ended. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest on hand tonight to perform live for you. You may not know this, but this person uh, frequents Minneapolis, and we have Neil Diamond in the house. So that guy didn't even, he remembered me from the time before. Didn't take my name, didn't take my number, nothing, just... Come on up, and you got an open door. So did uh, Sweet Caroline, and that was uh, that's one of my favorites. That's always uh, and it went over well too the second time. Yeah, yeah, second time. And I we you know whenever you do anything live with a band, you kind of have to work on the ending. You know, like are we because songs yeah. usually kind of fade away. You know, well you can't do that can't with a fade, live no, band. So no. we had already worked out the hand signals of okay, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna fade out on Caroline. You know, so. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. I I enjoy karaoke, you know, anytime, especially if it's a place where nobody knows you or nobody. There's a yeah. chance of nobody knowing you, and you know, throw a wig on, throw some glasses on, and uh, let her melt out. There. Let her rip. Yeah. yeah, no inhibitions. And you did a little karaoke, Adam. Well, it's hard to. I mean, this guy. Yeah. Seeing to see alive is to see something else. And I'll put that up there with any live musical act I've ever seen, especially with the high kicks and the ch pow he does. Uh, yeah, you know the one I remember. There used to be a place called Nick's in South St. Paul, an old truck stop slash bar, and they used to have karaoke. And me and a couple of college buddies one time did John Anderson swinging. And uh, there's a little yes. girl, yeah. <laughs> little Charlotte. She's as pretty, you know. And then my two buddies uh-huh. did the uh, the you know swinging. Swing. <laughs> they were the background. They singers. were doing the swing, you know. But it, it was just one of those moments where you just you find magic. Yeah, it's magic. It's just one of those magic moments that I'll never forget. That or Ruby, Kenny Rogers. Oh, oh yeah. Ruby. That's you did Ruby. You got to growl a little bit now, don't you? You painted up your lips, <laughs> rolling, girls, you tinted. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't we have a Halloween party where you dressed up as, as Kenny, Rogers. Kenny Rogers, and there was a karaoke <laughs> component yeah. as part of the party? So he goes up it there, was just, magic, like, just like I did yeah. as Neil Diamond. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Rogers <laughs> the gambler in the flesh. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, the great ones never lose it, That's right? That's what I was going to yeah. say. Brianne, did you, uh, were you a karaokeer? Are you? Absolutely not. Not outside of the confines of my shower or my car when I'm by yeah. myself. But I do, I love to sing by myself, but I just haven't reached that point where I would not be embarrassed to share with people. But. You know how it goes, though. You do the first song, and then it's like, oh, I got to do that again. I think it's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. What is, um, I know you said Ruby, Sweet Caroline, but is there one that just fills you with so much joy every time that you do it? My favorite is Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy by Looking Glass yeah. is one that I love to sing. That's got to be a crowd favorite. Uh, yeah, and I just love just the thought of, you know, being in the ocean, being in a little town. Um, and so that's another one I, I do quite a bit. Another one I've done with live band was in southern Minnesota. It's down there on a pheasant hunting trip and, and walk in, and they're doing <laughs> a live band karaoke in outside Jackson, Minnesota or something. Sure. And, I did Tommy Two Tone eight Otter six seven five. Oh, did you? Eight six seven five three zero nine, and that one—that's another good, good song. But you bring up a good point that it's you know yeah. I'm no musician by any means, but through singing someone else's songs, you can really kind of you know connect with it, and well, uh, it's therapy almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. How about uh, you? Well, considering that my wife and I just were married uh, in May of 2020, 
in uh, 2021, excuse me, in Las Vegas by an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, He's a I hunk of always, bird in love. I have always had a thing for Elvis, and my wife really, really? loves Elvis. No she, kidding. She loves when I do Elvis. <laughs> okay, so, so the, well, there, there's the magic. I have to. <laughs> uh, Suspicious Minds is one of my favorites, and mm. because it just goes on and on, you go down. and I mean, I could sit all day and watch YouTube videos of Elvis doing Suspicious Minds in, you know, Vegas Elvis, you know, with the jumpsuit. Yeah. And uh, that is, I, I'm a sucker for that. And I, well, that, see, you're an old soul if you're an Elvis guy. Absolutely. And she really is if she yes. is. Yes. So, yeah, how, how did you? Mind. I love that song. How did you feel about the movie? I loved the movie. Yeah, I did too. Because it was an event to me. Like, and I got jazzed, like, when I knew that he was now going to Vegas. I actually was in the theater getting jazzed, like, I'm going to see Elvis now. And, like, he was so good. Austin Butler, I mean, looked just like him, and it was incredible. So, yeah, that's um, – Didn't – and you would know, I'm not a – I was in um, Memphis this year for the first time with the Graceland. I mean, I've been to Memphis for, but I had first trip out to Graceland and Sun Studios. It, it really was fabulous. And I guess I'm – I like Elvis. I admire him. I, I, I wouldn't be a knucklehead about him. But I would say, um, although, uh, you know – if I had met your wife before you knew her, I would have probably sang an Elvis song to her too. But, <laughs> but the uh, the somebody told me that it was either the Civic Center or somewhere in Minnesota where the Elvis has left the building began. Oh, it might have been Duluth. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. I have to look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Elvis has left the building, and apparently that was a Minnesota show. So I'm told. Oh, so iconic. I'm told, Noonan. Yeah, I don't know. If that's true or not. That'd be cool if it yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Well, at least we started a rumor on the show, if nothing else. Uh, more to come here with Adam and Nick in just a minute on My First Concert. Great to have you with. Again, you can download on Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, and subscribe. Makes it a lot easier. There's a lot of great guests we've had on. We'll continue to do that very uh, soon on the next shows as well. Also, we'll talk to fans. We've talked to entertainers. We've talked to performers. So it's uh, pretty much everybody. And somehow we all can relate to our first concert and then a bunch along the way. Here's something I do want to mention, and I'm really proud of, of what they've done, and I've known them for, gosh, well over a couple of decades, and that's Jeff and his crew over at Aquarius uh, Home Services because they've uh, put a furnace in for me. They've put a, a water softener in a Connecticut uh, for years. We've, we've worked with them, and they're great. But I just want to mention what just happened to them here in Minnesota. You voted, Minnesotans, you voted, and I'm very proud to share that my friends at Aquarius Home Services have received the Minnesota Best Gold Award by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. You voted them top home services company in heating and cooling, in plumbing, in electrical and water treatment services. I've worked with this amazing company, as I mentioned, for well over 20 years, and I know firsthand how they always put customers first and how hard they work every day to earn the right to be recommended. They'll come to your house, and they'll knock on the door and say, is it okay if I park the van right here? I mean, it's, and then they roll out the, the plastic coating. I mean, it, it's probably a little cleaner when I'm around when they leave than it was by the time they walked in. They're so good. They have earned the right to be recommended, but I'm just excited that it's not just me telling you about it. It's all the people that voted for them. So congrats to the entire team at Aquarius Home Services. And if you want to reach out to them and you need any of those things I mentioned, whether it be heating and cooling, plumbing, electrical, water treatment services, whatever, just go to AquariusHomeServices.com and they are right there and they are so good. 
talking with uh, Nick Francis and Adam Carter, talking about concerts. We've talked about their first concert, but in the meantime, there's some others you've been to. Nick? Absolutely. Um, uh, talk about kind of a weird one. I mean, we've talked about really good experiences, kind of strange experiences. Um, I went to see the Flaming Lips mm-hmm. at the Myth, and I was not a huge Flaming Lips person. I'm, a, I'm someone that I'm willing to see anybody at all. A show is a show. Yep. I have not been to a bad show that I've said, man, I never wish I would have gone to that. But my brother-in-law had gotten some tickets and said, hey, let's go see the Flaming Lips. Um, they're at the Myth uh, up in Maplewood. Uh, and so we had gone um, up there, and we stopped for a, a beer and some wings um, up there close. And I, I'm not big into the Flaming Lips world, but it seems like a, kind of a cult, pretty cultish following. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of sitting there, and you look over, and here comes a guy on an Easter Bunny outfit. <laughs> and a little bit later, there's a teddy bear walking by, you know, a full-fledged teddy bear. And it's like, all right, well, we're in for a – this is going to be a show. It's maybe not – you know, it's a, more than a concert, but um, – so we're walking in, and they, they had two levels of not even security. One, they're checking your ID, and the next one, they're giving you a laser pointer. <laughs> they gave everybody a laser pointer that walked in into the room, and they're like, you just don't use it until we tell you to use it. I'm like, okay, what the heck's going on here? You know, so um, we, we the show's going on about halfway through the show. The kind of lights, every, you know, 30 seconds, lights are getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, and now it's, it's dark. Um, and, um, I think it's Wayne is the, the lead singer and, um, he comes out yeah, in this, Wayne coin. Yeah. He looks like he's mm-hmm. wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> I mean, this completely reflective <laughs> suit. And then up on the screen, it says flash Wayne now. And everybody has about 3000 laser pointers that come out of people's pockets. And all of a sudden 3000 laser pointers <laughs> on the, you know, the, the suit that he's wearing, Blast back out at everybody else, and you're sitting there now. I'm getting blind, and the person next to them getting blind, and whatever else. And it was it was amazing. I mean, it was we didn't expect, we didn't know what to expect when we were, when we were going there. But um, to Adam's point about um, fish kind of switching things up and right. doing different things and making it a show, and not yep. just these songs in this order. I think uh, the Flaming Lips did that, where they made it kind of a it's a show. It's it's there's some music, there's some weird mm-hmm. stuff that they're experimenting with. But that was. That was a great experience, and one that, that I was fairly young at the time, and it kind of solidified, like, never pass up a chance to go to see someone that you haven't seen because you just never know what if the music's going to be the highlight or the guy in the bunny suit that's hopping around, <laughs> you know, in front of the stage or the laser, 3,000 laser pointers are going to do it for you. It's like seeing George Clinton in Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. What's happening next? <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. Yep. Um, yeah, they, uh, it makes me think of the best concert. I remember the first time I saw ACDC, you made me think about them. Because it's not just the music. They'll come out, and of course, it's high tempo, and you can't help it. You're just moving around. But they, on their, their, their uh, videos have nothing to do. It's not them on stage. It's like something wacky, and then they'll have some blow-up doll that comes out, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, some yeah. giant or whoever. But that was the same thing. Activity going on was just awesome. Best concert you've ever seen, Adam? I'm glad you asked because my best and my worst uh, large concerts is the same act. Uh, and I'm not a, I was not a huge uh, U2 fan, but I got to see U2 at TCF Bank Stadium. I was there. Yeah. Uh, what an experience. I've ne- I mean, it was insane. First of all, the theatrics. I'm like, Nick, any time you can put on a show, the more theatrics, the better for me. I mean, the stage was like this huge spaceship. 
and it was a beautiful evening until the storms hit, and it was pouring rain, and there was lightning, and you could the backdrop, you could see downtown Minneapolis behind the stage, lightning going off, and you two just kept playing. And I remember one point going up into the bathroom there at TCF Bank Stadium, now Huntington Bank, taking my shirt off and wringing it out. Yeah. And that's and then put the shirt back on, went back down. It is absolutely pouring. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, you could not, it was, again, just one of those magical moments that you just could not replicate. It was just extreme. Uh, it, was, it was just phenomenal. And they didn't stop. They did not stop. He mixed in singing in the rain with purple rain. <laughs> and it was, they had uh, like the drummer, um, they had the, these umbrellas that automatically, you know, came up and protected him. But Bono was, you know, walking out on this mm-hmm. stage and it was just pouring rain in the video screen. It was, it was like it was scripted. Mm-hmm. You were wa- looking with the rain coming down on the screen. It was like, okay, that, that's scripted. But it was just what it was. But conversely, yeah, when they played U.S. Bank Stadium, it was just, I was in a spot where it was, the sound was just awful. I heard the sound was not good. And yeah. it was just, it was like, it was disappointing because, I mean, here's what you were expecting from yeah. them too. But yeah, that I don't th- not, nothing really even close to that. It was just such an amazing. Experience. And I think when you two played, if I remember right, as we saw the thunder or as we saw the lightning and the flashes off the west, I think it was Aquatennial fireworks. and fireworks is going. Yep. Off. So now you got lightning, fireworks, you yep. two and live music. Yeah, it's oh, better. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, and remember they canceled that show because Bono got hurt on a bike, mm-hmm. so it was delayed a year. A, a year. Yep. Yeah, that was crazy. How about you, Nick? Um, among the best, um, among the best, I would say, and it, it's another one that I, I didn't, um, really follow the mm-hmm. Mavericks, um, mm-hmm. and they have a, a cultish following. And I was at the, I was actually working, they were playing at the Minnesota zoo, uh, and Sue McLean and associates was yeah. the one that, uh, the great the promoter shows there, there. Yeah. that she brought in just great. And, uh, the Mavericks played back to back. And anytime I would sign up for someone to, to watch someone that I wasn't very familiar with, I'd listen to their stuff a little bit before, but, uh, it was just a beautiful summer night. Uh, the Mavericks played and they, if you know anything about the Mavericks, it's, it's the lead singer is like the only guy. Um, and he's a, he's an older gentleman, but he had brought in all these, um, young Cuban musicians, uh, that were 18 to 22 years old. So the, the, um, atmosphere and their, their ability to play was just electric. And, um, they did just a mix of, Tex-Mex, they do their Tex-Mex yep. stuff, and then right in to Harvest Moon by Neil Young. And then they do another kind of really long mashup, and then they'd, they'd go to Imagine by Paul McCartney, and just they just did this really cool um, combination of their stuff and covers. And I'd say um, that was one of my favorite ones, because I, I really wasn't there to watch the show um, as much as I was to, yeah. to work, but it's like, holy cow, this is some, some great music. So that, again, is another reason why it's like, and just go watch the show. You never know. Mm-hmm. These Mavericks, okay, looking at them now, I think they play mostly like music festivals in mm-hmm. large. So to get them at the Minnesota Zoo with a couple thousand people is a pretty big deal. So that was that was one of my favorites probably. Yeah, Raul Malo, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, talented. Yes, absolutely. And he, you know, he... <laughs> Compared to the 18-year-old guys from Cuba that were jumping around, Raul does move that fast. He yeah. kind of you know stands in one place and shakes his hips and his shoulders every once in a while. But um, just the music they put out was was 
top notch. There were some great shows there. Uh, you know, I remember seeing St. Paul and the Broken Bones there. Yep, when, I saw when, them. I, and, I probably saw you there. I, yeah, I know I worked a couple yep. times when he came through. Yeah, uh, and, and there, yeah, he in the lead singer. He's down there on the floor singing on. The- yeah, <laughs> on the stage floor, rolling around. They were that was yeah. The shows there were good, but again, it's right back to what you referred to earlier, and that's being intimate. That was the yep. setting, and you know, it was where they have the bird shows. Just yep. a perfect amphitheater. Yeah, um, the last season they were there, kind of for the full season. I saw psychedelic furs. Mm-hmm. And James were there um, together, and uh, it's funny. I was talking to one of the security guards that that I know, and he was walking around, and um, the, the lead singer for psychedelic furs had been kind of walking around um, the, just the back roads of the zoo down there. And, and one of the security guards kind of rolled up and just said, hey, is everything okay? And he said, I just want to make sure. Are the tigers in this area? You want to make sure it's okay to walk. Like, no, the tigers are in a cage way far away. You're just running loose. Yeah, you smoke yeah, your yeah. cigarette wherever yeah. you want to here. So um, I can imagine for those artists to come in and go, hey, you're playing at a zoo. And yeah. Go, what the heck is this? To yep. come into that beautiful kind of all stone mm-hmm. um, amphitheater there and just, and the sound is just perfect. It's outdoors. You don't have to really worry about just the acoustics are, are great there. So Bree, I was telling Brianne, I was telling you, I went to see, because uh, I'd go to a lot of shows there. And I went to see, because he was there, uh, you know, again, Luke, I liked him. I didn't dislike him. I, I, I didn't love him, but it was Boss Gags. And he's at the zoo, and I walked out of there shaking my head going, this guy is super talented. Yeah, yeah. Man, did he put on a show. And I think for that very reason, the crowd was... It was just so such a great atmosphere. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's, it's more of an experience when you're you're a part of a smaller crowd, maybe mm-hmm. can connect with the music a little bit more yep. than, you know, the huge huge stadium. Okay. I I know we're almost done, but anybody that blew you out of the water like when I saw Boz Gags, like I said I, I knew him, I liked him, but after I walked out of there, it was the same with Chris Isaac. So I like Chris Isaac when I saw him, I went, "Jeez, this guy is special uh the one that stands out for me is uh seeing sturgill simpson at sturgill first simpson. avenue that yeah. was fantastic can you do I him mean, on karaoke uh i try but <laughs> i probably fail miserably uh another one that comes to mind in a big show i brought my daughters to harry styles oh my and harry styles is supremely talented and it's hard to deny that again when you're in that kind of situation once you can try to tune out all those screaming girls uh it was pretty good. He's really? Good. He's very good. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, I don't know if I would go see Harry Styles. Yep. but One I want to hit on that Adam and I went to together, it, it didn't blow us out of the water. It probably did the, the opposite. It wasn't a great show. We had a great group of guys that got together and went down, but it was a bucket list. Everyone's got their bucket list, you know, with all sorts of different folks. But Gordon Lightfoot was on, is on that bucket list for me. Neil yep. Diamond, Gordon Lightfoot, um, Elton John, Billy Joel, seen all those folks, and, and um, Gordon Lightfoot. Um, came into town, and so we took the light rail down there. And Gordo, old Gordo, wasn't yeah. wasn't hitting the notes. <laughs> it was at the end of the tour, good. and it was. And uh, so we're sitting there, and we don't know what to expect, but you know, we're we're having fun, whatever. And and um, sundown, he does sundown, which is mm. kind of a you know, kind of get the beat going. Yep. And you know, a lot of concerts, um, people will clap in unison, you know, yeah. to, to get the music going. Well, Gordo wasn't able to project enough that if any clapping would have covered up his voice. And so out of respect, I don't know if it was you or someone else in our group or whatever, but all of a sudden, instead of clapping, you hear snaps. 
Just quiet, quiet. It's like you're yeah, like a like, kindergarten teacher right, trying yeah. to kind of like poetry readings, yeah. right? Yeah. readings. So you hear Beatniks. you hear the the snaps, yeah. and all of a sudden we all look across and we're all snapping in snapping in unison to Gordon Lightfoot. That was uh, uh, yeah. We uh, hit a couple bars on the way down on the uh, light rail, and when his old guitarist who passed away, Terry Clements. Was do, about to do the guitar solo on sundown. It got all quiet, and I yelled out, <laughs> "Let it ride, Terry!" And everybody got a kick out of that. <laughs> so, I actually got to meet uh, our mutual friend Denny Long. Uh, got me able to was arranged it, so I met Gordon Lightfoot and his band mm. back when they were there in 2004. So I got to meet. Oh, cool! Gordon. And I've always been a huge Gordon Lightfoot fan. And he was cordial, very cordial, very great guy, and got to meet his band. It was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty neat stuff. Well, we got a ton of stories, Brianne. I hope you don't mind me bringing these two guys in. I think we could go another hour. But. I certainly didn't mind, and yeah, we'll have to have you guys back on. So absolutely. Did you have one that was overwhelming that you saw? Yeah, it was Kings of Leon. That was who I became a fan of. Oh, I yeah. was kind of just lukewarm, and was yeah, of course I'll go see them. But I was so impressed when I walked away. Mm-hmm. They are so good and yep. so cool. And it was one of those things too. They kind of are known for their attitudes and e- egos yeah. sometimes, and. The lead singer, he goes, you know, I got to say, this is a great show, great audience and things like that. It was kind of like a, is that the Target Center? But the stands weren't totally, it wasn't a sold out show. Let's just put it that way. And Aren't they brothers? Yeah, yeah. I believe maybe one cousin. But then, yeah, we everyone was just singing along and so into it. And he was, he was it, it just was one of those magic moment experiences. And that's why yeah. we, we, we all do it. So. Yeah, you somebody. Yeah, good Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, Brianne, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Adam, thank you. Good Thanks to see you as always. Me. Absolutely. Nick, great to see you. Appreciate yeah. that. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. And just tip us off next time you do live karaoke. Yes, somewhere. right. Yeah, we'll put the put must the, see the, <laughs> must put the Twitter out there and let them know. Yeah, <laughs> must listen. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun, especially with a band. I don't know if I've ever seen karaoke with a live band. I don't think so. Oh yeah, that's a so. trip. All right, uh, we are coming back next week. We look forward to having you on the show. Um, tuning in. You can subscribe, as I mentioned, to all these places, whether it be Apple, Spotify, right here at Talk North. You can see all the other programs that we have. That's easy to do. I want to thank the folks at Aquarius. And I'm telling you, if you got heating or cooling issues, plumbing, electrical, water treatment services, these people are fantastic. And as I mentioned, not just me saying it, they just got that nice Best Gold Award by readers of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Also want to thank the folks at Star Bank. That is our bank here at Talk North and at Propane. The environmentally friendly energy for everyone. Learn more about that simply by going to propane.com. Dave Lee here. We'll see you next time along with Brianne on My First Concert.